Hello and welcome to this free hypnosis session. I hope you're well. And this is going to be an hour long and it's something that I try and do every day so I think before we begin I'm gonna yawn oh. whenever I go to do these I always seem to, to yawn so these sessions, I know that I do kind of an explanation at the beginning of each of these uh, videos, but basically this is a, a different kind of hypnosis session. It's, first of all, there may be background sounds, there prob probably will be actually. Um, also, I don't edit it, which means that if I cough or if there's a neighbour starts playing music or whatever, I continue. Because that's more like real life. And if you're in an office, sitting in a room with me, having hypnosis, then things like a lorry pulling up outside the building and deciding to unload for an hour... Uh, or a car alarm going off or things like that they're out of my control we don't just abandon the session and say oh I'll see you next week um, it's you know it's really a case of just carrying on and something that I did notice is the people that I did see that I've seen in the past haven't really been bothered by the sounds I think it bothered me more than it bothered them so I got myself into a position of not really worrying about it anymore just letting it just be and then I don't know why I don't know why I'm yawning <sighs> I'm not trying to do this to get you to be tired and relax I just genuinely am yawning um, I should also say don't uh, you know only ever listen or watch these hypnosis videos when you can safely close your eyes it's very very important um, you know if you're dry if you're driving a coach right now turn this off okay this is not a right time to be doing that um, because I will ask you to close your eyes. Oh, oh dear, if, if I... I don't have titles for these videos, it's literally just... Um, one hour daily hypnosis sessions, or whatever they're called, so... Otherwise I'd call it the yawning session. This is the most I've yawned in a session for ages. Normally... Normally, if I do a yawn, I would just turn it off and just start again, or I'd edit it out. But with these sessions, I don't, so it's a bit unusual. It feels a bit weird to just leave it in as well. Wow. So, um, basically, as I was saying, I only listen to my hypnosis sessions when you can safely close your eyes and because the video will just have a picture on it so there's nothing to look at so really closing your eyes is advisable to gain the best or the most benefit from listening to my voice and I would advise that you get yourself into a comfortable position either sitting on a comfortable chair or lying down on a comfortable bed also remembering that you can move yourself anytime you need you know there's no point sitting there or lying down and you know a part of your body's uh, if, it's, if you're not completely comfortable that's the point 
Move your body around, move your limbs around if needed. This whole experience really, apart from sending me to sleep while I do it, is, uh, I think it sh you know, needs to be relaxing. Even though maybe some of the things we discuss may not be relaxing, but your body can relax and your mind can relax at the same time as being active. There seems to be this, uh, there seems to be a theory that your mind's either active or it's relaxed. I don't think it has to be that way. It's not quite so uh, simplistic as that. I think it's we're all able generally if we're well well enough and in the right space to be able to function at a high level with a relaxed mind and I would say an example of that would be a hundred meter runner you know, I've been watching the some of the not the Olympics, um, but the I did watch some of the Winter Olympics lately. But there was an indoor um, athletics. I think it was in Birmingham, in the UK. Um, and I was just watching the focus, the sense of focus on their faces, um, as they were. The, the, the runners as they're about to start not just the hundred meters but runners all of them basically uh, including the high jump the long jump the pole vaulters you know they're all pretty much the same situation it got themselves in a, a state of concentration and even though their body was about to do something extraordinary you know uh, energetically uh, using every single ounce of their energy I imagine that was available they also had a calmness about them so their mind was calm yet their mind was in control of their body all those muscle movements that goal of being the best or getting their best target or you know jumping over that particular height or getting running in that particular time you know so their mind was very much active it wasn't switched off it's very much active yet it would need to be relaxed at the same time so I find that quite fascinating the, the idea of the focus because this is something I got quite interested in many years ago um, I can't remember the, the book I read. It was about basically, I was very much into creativity and, and the processes involved in creativity and how the mind kind of works. And there's very much at that time uh, an idea that the left side of the brain was the one that, oh no, the right side, sorry, the right side of the brain. I'm losing track of which. One side of the brain is uh, predominantly. Uh, would be use, you'd be using that for creativity and the other side is for like you know mathematics and uh, verbal skills and things like that and for some reason my phone just bleeped as I'm doing this so I do apologize for that I'm going to see I hope it doesn't do that again I don't know why it did that 
so that threw me off that did why did it do that I basically I'm recording this on my iPhone and then I'm going to transfer it into an mp3 and then put that into a, a video editing program add a picture and then convert that into a video and then upload that video so it's quite a, a lengthy process and the reason I'm doing it on my iPhone instead of on my microphone is because yesterday uh, normally what I, what I try and do on the very first one I did is I recorded it on using Audacity on my computer which is a you know uh, a audio recording software and so I use my, my microphone and I'm talking into it I think I went about 12 minutes in and then I realized that the thing's not recording anymore it just stopped and I just thought okay 12 minutes is bad enough what happens if that that happened 40 minutes in that's a whole session lost so what I decided to do is just record it on here and do it that way. I did that yesterday and it seems to work okay. I hope the volume's loud enough. Um, it's a bit more time consuming but that's okay. I'm not worried about that. You should see the picture though because there's a picture of the side of me and then there's my desk and my books and it's messy lots of chocolate wrappers <laughs> but you won't see that because I'll take the video out I'll just take the mp3 out of it so getting back to just before we go any further if it does bleep again I do apologise I'll try and sort out why it does that I don't know why it bleeps. Sometimes it just bleeps. I thought it was Skype when people were trying to get through to me on Skype, but I'm sure I turned my Skype off. Plus, um, I've got it on plane mode, so the internet shouldn't even come through anyway. And it's not. There's plenty of battery in there, so that's that's a really weird one. I don't get it. So the focus, I quite like the idea of being able to just focus and the creativity of focusing. So not just turning my brain off to the extent of nothing happening. That doesn't appeal to me. It does sometimes appeal to me. Uh, sometimes when I lay down and I want to relax. Um, there is a sense of just pressing pause on my brain and putting trust in my mind so that you know I can just lay there switch it all off or press pause but if I'm needed if you know if there's some reason why I need to be alert and if it has to be quickly then I will be there I'll be ready um, and also what I do do and this might be something worth thinking about uh, what I do personally is if I decide to lay down and sometimes I'll listen to music or sometimes I'll just lay there on my own or do different things if I do need to go somewhere in an hour's time I generally will set my alarm because I, I personally do have a tendency of drifting off into a sleep and eventually so it's perhaps a good idea if if you're watching one of my videos and it's a long one or even if it's a short one and you need to be somewhere in an hour or two hours then I suggest you set your alarm first before listening at least that way you can relax because I found it was uh, distracting 
to keep going back in like all oh, because I was thinking about am I going to get up in time because generally I can just lay down for half an hour and or ten minutes and be kind of aware of what time it is so the focus I quite like the idea of being able to just let go but also be there at the same time does that make sense so it's, it's not so much giving control over to your unconscious mind or giving your power away over to something else or or you know just I don't know performing an automatic you're not switched to automatic necessarily although we kind of do that a lot of the time anyway I think people seem to switch to automatic which some books will tell you is uh, you know general hypnosis day-to-day -day hypnosis uh, going in and out of different states of consciousness um, daydreaming or automatic hypnosis it's got various terms things like you know when you're watching a movie and you suddenly realize you've eaten all your popcorn and the person next to you is as well or if you're um, if for people that smoke I know I used to find this, I don't smoke anymore because um, it's silly, but I used to smoke and sometimes I used to light up another cigarette when I already had one going or I'd literally, and I'm like, what, what happened now? I didn't even know I'd done it or I would look down to take another, you know, to take a cigarette, to take another drag of the cigarette and it'd be put out or it'd be burnt out or I'd literally lit another one without realizing so I'd finish one and lit another one it's a very you know unusual kind of automatic behavior and I guess it's useful maybe not in the smoking scenario but it's useful to have that because there are times when maybe things are a bit too tough for us to have to keep thinking about everything I know that there are times I don't want to get all down and grumpy but there are times when in the past for myself when just I need to go onto that automatic behavior without automatic mindset because there's some things I just don't want to think about I don't mean anything bad I mean I just I don't want to put too much effort into things like having a shower or doing my shoelaces up I wear slip-on shoes generally but you know just some things that just it's nice to not have to give too much effort and this does go against this is kind of the opposite of mindfulness so I'm not saying that do this all the time but sometimes it's necessary to to maybe not be so mindful about those things but maybe be maybe be mindful about how you feel maybe be in touch with the emotions you're feeling So that you can prepare for the day ahead and interactions, communications that you may have to be dealing with, people that you might have to speak to. In preparation. Because in the same way, if you had a wound in your hand, I don't know, maybe just a cut or you know something that you'd hurt you damaged your hand you'd be very careful you, if you went to work you'd be careful not to bash it 
you'd be careful maybe you put a plaster on it so other people would know so that you would know as a reminder i think sometimes plasters are good as a reminder to us as well um and you'd be careful you'd be mindful of it so in the same way when we have emotional states which we all have all the time to various degrees if you can be mindful of times when maybe you're in a vulnerable state maybe you've got the equivalent of that injury in your hand in your mind you know as far as your maybe there's a, an emotional trauma or just generally not feeling too great at that time you can put that plaster or band-aid or whatever you call them in in your country uh, you know something basically that covers up the wound that sticks to your hand that maybe has some antiseptic in the middle that protects your hand from further injury or infection I think that kind of covers that and you could have the equivalent in your mind and of course it's invisible in a sense if other people may not be able to see it so it means it, it needs more protection because if you walk around and let's say you know for whatever reason you, you broke your foot you walk around with your foot in plaster it's very unlikely that anybody's going to not first of all not see it because it's the plaster is usually quite big plus there's a chance you'll be um, hobbling about and you might have to have help to help you walk also it's very unlikely that anybody would actually step on your foot so the opposite is is happens when it's an emotional issue because people don't know people can't tell generally they might be able to see that perhaps you're not as bubbly or as friendly or you know maybe it's happy as maybe you maybe normally are but unless you tell them they won't know and even then even if you do tell them they may forget because they won't forget about the foot because they can see the foot but ultimately people are in their own heads they're thinking about themselves and that's natural we all do it we all have to look after ourselves and they're inside their own minds thinking about their own lives and about them doesn't mean that they don't consider other people because a lot of people do so because of this there is really a sense of needing requiring for you to take on the responsibility of taking care of yourself and of course getting whatever help you need from outside as well and also to maybe tell those people that need to know or that you want to know about your situation but even though you may have told everybody you still need to have that protection for yourself because people will forget because they're humans some people will just forget in the moment they may say something that causes a reaction within you an emotional reaction and it may not be something that they've said on purpose or something that they've said to hurt you just because it's just something that's been said so in these kind of situations maybe it's best to be prepared maybe it's best to be ready to have that protection you know 
to have that protection so that you could feel relaxed enough to deal with whatever comes. Because in a sense, without getting stuck on it, you can remember yourself. Because if you had your foot in plaster, they were gonna, I guess there'll be times if you've got your eyes closed and you're lying down on your bed and maybe you're listening to me or you, you, you're doing something, some other way to relax and be calm and to feel motivated and happy and you know, there might, especially if you listen to one of my pain relief sessions, you might, or relaxation sessions, you may well just feel like your foot is exactly the same as the other foot, the rest of your body, and just, you know, there's nothing going on and you just feel fine. In those kind of situations, it's natural to just let go and relax and it's also okay because it doesn't matter if you're not using it at the time if you don't need it to to do anything for you I mean, you're not going to forget in your mind I mean you might forget at the moment but you know you're still going to know when you open your eyes you're still going to see it so in the same way we can forget about the emotional issues at times when you relax, when you let go. But when I say forget, I don't mean forget as in it doesn't matter, because there are some things that really do matter. And I'm not in a position to make that judgment um, for anybody else. And sometimes, you know, the reason why something maybe is on our minds is because they need attention. It might not be the attention that we're giving them. We might be going around it the wrong way. We might be feeding it the wrong food. And that's why it keeps pooing everywhere. You know? Sometimes it is a little bit like having a puppy and learning how to use it, learning how to how to make it happy, learning how to train it, but not in a controlling way, just in a, you know, you think about it, it's in your mind, when a thought is in your mind, it's your mind, it's your territory, it's a visitor in your home. So why would you let somebody come into your home and then take control? And if somebody has come into your home and taken control, then that's something to look at. But that's perhaps a separate, a separate video and something that you can get help with professional help so if somebody comes into your home you've got a guest comes round for dinner and then they start rearranging the furniture I know it's kind of a funny idea you know imagine you you make spaghetti bolognese for somebody and you put the food down on a table and you're eating your food and you, you know, you're just uh, chatting to the person. You look over and they're not sitting there anymore. And you hear clanking and you hear noises in the kitchen. You're like, what's going on? So you go into the kitchen and you see that they're, and you say, what are you doing? They said, oh, I've decided to cook something different. Decided to have an omelette. I mean, I'm, I'm quite relaxed sometimes, but I think even, I would find it funny. But they would also, I'd also find it, you know, a bit rude. I mean, not just a bit, it's very rude. 
but I would find it funny as well to be fair it's quite a funny idea it's got it's tickled me a bit so you wouldn't allow someone to take control and although it might be funny the chances are you might not invite that person back into your home in the same way a thought is in your mind it's a guest in your mind it's only one thought out of billions and they are all guests in your mind you it's yours your mind is yours out of all the things that we own you could say you own belongings you might own a car a house for me I own very little but I can say I own my books but they can be taken away from me you know that I could lose them uh, I could get robbed or anything like that I suppose but no one can do that with your mind nobody else can do that nobody can just take away your thoughts or your mind your mind belongs to you and I'm not talking about severe um, mental trauma or you know head head injury I'm, I'm talking generally our mind is ours your mind is yours and nobody has control of that and I know it seems like that we don't have control of it either and I guess because of the automatic systems and the unconscious mind and sometimes behaviors feel like wait a minute I'm not even I'm not doing this but it's happening anyway you know and with things like depression nobody would choose to be like that generally so there's, there's sometimes it feels like there's a lack of control but on the other side the flip side is okay just because we're not in control of every single thought we have doesn't mean we need to be and just because we may not be have control over a certain thought doesn't mean we can't so, so I guess it's about looking at what's causing a problem what what is it that you would benefit from changing I mean you know what visitor to your house someone's come into your house a visitor you've invited them you might have lots of visitors to your house you might be having a big dinner party with 10 people and they're all come along and maybe they brought gifts as they've come you know just say thank you for the dinner and they've all come along and they've all been nice and friendly and everyone's got along with each other and you know you you told them at the beginning that you needed a quiet quiet evening because you just you know you're just looking to have a nice quiet evening and maybe you've you just had surgery on your ear or something and you've and you know you're, you're lucky you've you've had earache for the last two weeks you know as an example and, and now you're kind of feeling better and you kind of just want to celebrate with those friends that have been supportive to you during the, the time and and one of those friends brings her boyfriend with her or girlfriend and in the middle of the dinner they start they pull out a trumpet and start playing it really loudly and you look over the at them and give them a, a funny look and it's funny to start with I mean you know you do it's kind of an unusual situation and there is a lot of humor in that I imagine and it's kind of like a goldfish playing a violin it's just that the idea of it is kind of strange so this person's playing a trumpet and you might have a laugh and I think that's a bit unusual 
I don't think I'd do that on a first date. And um, that explains why why they brought earplugs as a gift when they came. And so you've got this trumpet player and they stop playing a trumpet and you think, okay, it was some kind of a weird, weird moment and we can laugh about it later and let's move on. And then every time you go to speak, they pull the trumpet out and play the trumpet over you talking. Would you invite that person back? So, I probably wouldn't, if I'm honest. I, you know, I de well, probably, I definitely wouldn't. Um, they'd have the <laughs> they'd have the trumpet confiscated within a second of playing it anyway, or leave the house. But that's just me. But so the point is. If something is in your mind, and I'm stressing your, this is your, this is your home. Just think about it. Our minds, from the very beginning, from our very first breath, has been our mind. And it's developed. I mean, when we're born, we do have a brain and a mind, but none of us know what, what we're thinking at that time because we don't it'd be nice to be able to get to that to access those feelings and those thoughts back then but cognitively we can't we, there's no we don't have memories of being a baby we might have fantasies of memories but generally we generally don't have those thoughts and also those thoughts would just be pretty boring i imagine it's kind of like i'm hungry I'm thirsty, or oh, I'm hungry and thirsty is the same thing maybe, when you're a baby. I need to do a poo, I've just done a poo. I wish someone would change, change my pants and get rid of the poo. I want that thing over there, but I can't get to it. Why doesn't it come to me? Why don't my powers work? I don't know, whatever a baby thinks. And there's this whole thing is we've had this all our lives, this mind, and it changes, it develops. I think it continues to develop in different ways. I personally feel that, um, for me, verbally is probably my strongest, my strongest trait, as it were, regarding my, my brain. The part of my brain to do with verbal, verbalization, is probably the strongest part and the creative part. The other side, or the parts to do with, I don't know, academic side and mathematics the mathematics side of my brain uh, I think it's been born yet so I'm still I'm still waiting uh, for it to to be born and that's okay because we all have something and just get in touch with that now that idea for me this is kind of like a a sunlight idea I kind of think of it like not looking at the sunlight but where the sunlight comes out the clouds and there's a real sense of well-being a real sense of purpose and clarity and dare I say my phone just went again that's really annoying I don't know why it did that dare I say, 
happiness. I will find a way to sort this phone out so it doesn't do it again. I'm sorry about that. I was really on a little roll then. It was going so well. Um, so for me, the idea of that we all have something that we're good at that we excel at that strikes me as being a positive and there's something for me that's stronger that feeling is actually stronger than the opposing feeling so that light shines through everything because when I go outside in a, an hour or so it's quite a bright day outside today it's a nice blue sky well, it was last time I looked it's going to be bright out there it's going to be light nothing I do is going to make any difference to that I can close my eyes, I'll end up banging into things, um, but it doesn't change the fact that it's daylight, nothing's going to change that, it's a fact and the light shines through and things look differently than they do in 10 hours time when it's dark outside. In the same way our mind is affected when you remember that actually there is something that you are good at and maybe it's something you need to look for, maybe it's something you already know. And I personally believe that we're good at more than one thing. We're all good at different things. It's about finding something that you're good at and something that you love doing at the same time. I mean, I don't want to blow my own trumpet. I know we seem to be, trumpets seem to be the topic. Trumpets and weird sounds on my f iPhone. There will probably be another one before the end of this session, so I do apologise that's the kind of sound that I don't like when I do these sessions um, I live near a school and there's whistles and there's kids screaming and stuff like that in the background and that's that does wind me up sometimes because I do I'd like I'd love it to be just silent while I did these recordings um, but it's not going to be so uh, and you know, as I said, I don't edit these videos. I feel like I want to edit it now and go back and remove that bleepy thing, but I'm not going to. And I've no intention of, of editing any of these hour long ones. So, tough. <laughs> That's just the way it is. And I do tell you at the beginning that I'm not going to. Uh, so, For me, there's a couple of things I'm good at. I'm not saying that I'm good at this, but I feel that I'm pretty good at talking. I have an ability to talk. Um, and I can just talk and talk and talk. And some people can't. Not everybody could just sit and talk for an hour. And I can. I could probably talk for five hours, but I would get thirsty and hungry and probably bored as well to be fair so I can do that but also I'm pretty good at things like selling like on the telephone doing telesales jobs uh, I worked in call centers for quite a few years but that's something I didn't like doing I didn't 
sometimes it was okay, but as a kind of when I think about it, it's not me. It's a lot of pressure, stress, there's manipulation involved, and there's a pointlessness to it that I didn't like. It's just for me personally, um, because I'm very much about wanting to devote my life to helping people. And I'm in a position, in a sense, to do that because I don't have any family. I don't have children that are dependent upon me. I don't have a wife. Um, so I've got nobody that depends on me financially. So although I do have debts that need to be paid, my lifestyle is a very cheap lifestyle. And it would be nice to live somewhere nice and have my own a nice home and have some belongings and have nice clothes and be in a relationship, those kind of things. And maybe one day, but for me, helping people is the most important thing. Doesn't mean that I'm some kind of great person for it, it just that's just my particular journey, I guess. And so I feel fortunate, not financially, because it's, it's financially a real negative financially doing this, um, because this is all I give my energy to. If I gave my energy to something that created money, uh, financially I'd be in a much better place, but I don't. I give my time to this and helping people uh, hopefully even though these are a bit loose the very loose hypnosis and it's very a bit random and a very you know generally a bit unusual the idea is that it would help and i've made over 500 hypnosis videos and I'm going to be making quite a few every day, hopefully. You know, shorter ones. And in a sense, I feel blessed, very fortunate that I was able to find something that I both love and also enjoy doing, and also that's beneficial to society. And when I use the word society, I mean worldwide society. And when I say worldwide society, I don't mean everybody in the world, because I know that it's, it's a limited amount of people that will watch these videos. I know that I'm not reaching millions of people. Um, maybe one day, that'd be nice. Um, at the same time, I know that probably nobody in the town that I live well, maybe a couple, but hardly anybody where I live would watch my videos. But people in Australia and America and Canada and New Zealand and France and Africa, India, China, you know, I know people, Russia, they watch my videos. So it's quite nice that it's spread out around the world, but I'd like the audience to be larger, if I'm honest. Maybe by doing these longer sessions and by doing more, more regular sessions, hypnosis sessions, I might reach a, a larger audience, I don't know. I'm kind of really dependent upon you and those people that watch these videos and listen to them to spread the word and to share so going back to this idea of having something something that you can do that you can enjoy that you're good at and in a sense even if it's not something that you I can't be careful when I use the word good at something because if I took up art, 
painting. Uh, let's say just painting pictures with paint. I may never be at a stage where someone would say that I was good. But I might absolutely love it. It just means I might not be able to earn a living doing it. Then I might not care about doing that. So for me, it's each individual has their own opinion about what is good for them. I used to do stand-up comedy for about eight years when I was in my 20s. I was never really that good. I mean, I had moments when I had some really good gigs and... I had some really funny jokes, but I was average. I, overall, I wasn't particularly good um, for quite a while. And then uh, as I got older, I lost interest. But it was my life for quite a while, and I enjoyed doing it. It was a, it was a buzz, and it was, it gave me a social life, and it was something that I was absolutely obsessed with and fascinated with I never earned a living out of it and although sometimes I was really good sometimes I was really bad um, generally I was because of my moods I was a very moody person uh, I never knew what I was going to be like from one day to the next so I might have the same material but because the delivery would be different never really been a great actor um, well I have to a degree but not not then because I wanted to be real so yeah it was a bit difficult so the idea of being able to find something that is meaningful to me is means the world in that way because I feel in some ways I've got the same, I get the same as what someone that maybe um, does train spotting does. They get a lot of joy out of it and they feel uh, a lot of passion for it and they, you know, they feel, you know, they're, they're getting something out of that for their life and people that go train spotting probably it's probably the, the most important part in their life maybe if they've got family that's more important but it's the thing that gives them pleasure and for me my concern was and it's not a judgment on people that go train spotting at all it's I wanted that feeling but not by doing something like that I wanted to get that feeling and at the same time be helping people. So, and I managed to do that. But you know, for the first, from 1998 until 2004, I wasn't helping anyone much with this hypnosis. I did a little bit, but it was really just a hobby and something that I was passionate about and loved reading books and studying. It wasn't really till 2006 when I really started doing stuff. That's when it all really became bigger. When I was doing pain relief with people in person, doing other hypnosis with people for different things like OCD and phobias and stress relief and things like that. And then I moved into becoming a qualified counsellor. All came from the hypnosis. So I guess the point for me is if you've got something that you love doing, then that's a brilliant thing something that you're good at because I believe we're all good at something I really do believe everyone's good at something whether it's running whether it's
talking, whether it's writing, whether it's painting, whether it's remembering certain facts, whether it's being kind. Because I think some of the things that we're good at, we, I don't think people think of it as a talent or as a skill. But you know, just being nice. Just to naturally be a kind person is in some ways a skill. In some ways it's probably the best skill you could ever have. To be kind, to be generous, to be loving. So if you feel love in your heart, in your body, in your mind, that's a skill. So I wonder what your skill is. What is the thing that you are good at? Because we are all good at something. And I guess the focus is, if you're good at something and it's maybe, it's maybe and you're using it in a way that you don't enjoy so much, maybe look at using it in a different way. Because I was using my talking to do telesales. And it's not a way that I want to use it. I want to use it doing this. And I am using it doing this. My ability to just talk and talk and talk. And it might send people to sleep. It's not ideal when I'm on a first date. But. That's okay. If I was born with the most boring voice in the world, then it's a skill. I, I can turn that into a skill. Or turn it into a seemingly skill. So it seems like I've got some kind of relaxing ability when actually that's just my normal voice. And the ability to talk, go on and on and on. It just means that perhaps in some ways I'm just a very boring person and I just like to talk or I'm just very, very self-centered and I just like to talk and talk and talk and talk but that is a skill in a different environment the same way as a comedian someone that likes to shout and wants to be the center of attention and likes to make fun of people if they were in a monastery or if they were a a priest that probably or a school teacher that possibly wouldn't be a good personality skill to have but if they're on stage as a comedian or they work in a circus or you know something like that or then there is a good skill to have if somebody trying to think another thing if 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 I worked in a call center and I was going around punching people that wouldn't be a good skill apart from I'd get arrested and sacked but if I was a professional boxer in a ring that skill to punch people continuously would be a really real advantage do you see where I'm going with this? I could give lots of other different examples. But I'm not going to because we'd be here all day. And I think an hour is enough for anybody. <laughs> We've got the last 50 seconds left of this session. So I don't know what you're thinking. I mean, we've done this. This is now my third one. This is the third day. I don't know what, what you think of these. It's all a bit strange in a sense. This is very different from anything I've done before. It's not completely different. I mean, I've done the hypno chats where I talked and then went into hypnosis, but These ones, I'm not really talking about my day-to-day -day life, but I do talk about my life, but also talk about 
different things that could be useful. The very kind of free form hypnosis. And that little bleep now wakes us up. I was hoping it wasn't going to go again, but I knew it was. Oh dear. Okay, I'm going to bring this to an end. And I'm going to sort out what that noise was. So you take care. See you tomorrow. Bye.